Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, September 22nd, 3.05 p.m. Episode 232 of this little thing we call Live Till 5, every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m., broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Glad to have you with us this Friday afternoon for our live local talk and variety program. We hope to educate you, entertain you, edify you, and encourage you on this Friday afternoon, give you a just a, a, a fresh option for listening on the radio. You can listen to a lot of different things, but we hope that this is something that's unique and entertaining and enlightening for you today, Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. You can also listen to the rebroadcast Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. You can also find us on the web, khmg.org. That's www.khmg.org. You can download the podcast of this show and many fine shows we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. You can also find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just look us up. Follow us. Leave us a little comment. Send us a private message. Give us some constructive criticism. We love to hear from you. And anytime we get someone that has never clicked on our Facebook page before, to access it, we actually get a little report about that. New page views. And we're really grateful for that. So please find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam, and let us know that you're listening. You can also stop by the studios Monday through Friday, normal business hours. We're on the third floor, directly above Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, also known as The Hub, here at the Harvest Ministries campus. We love to meet you face to face. We really, really, really love to meet you face-to-face if you bring chocolate chip cookies with you. Just saying. Hey, well, we have a great show in store for you today. Have some special guests in here. We have all the regular segments, including, but not limited to, What's in My Coffee, graciously provided by The Hub. We also have This Day in History with Lawrence Naggengast. We have a quiz about today's topic with Sebastian Basildua. All-around good guy, Chris Harper. He's also the station manager. He'll be bringing us some news and... Be here is one of the wingmen. Then we have a special guest talking about campus evangelism in the public schools on Guam. She'll be joining us in just a little while. So, full show today, plus our Stranger Than Fiction topics and our general topic of the day. I'll go ahead and let you know what it is right now. It's the United Nations. United Nations has been in the news a lot this last few weeks. Plus, today at Harvest Christian Academy, it was International Day. If you came past our campus at all, staff and students alike, all were dressed up in different uh, ethnic garb. Some of them, it was as simple as wearing a football jersey, and some was as complex as wearing a full gi or a gown or or some type of Middle Eastern, African, uh, Eurasian. I mean, you name it. Every type of ethnicity was represented on campus today with our almost 1,000 students and 120 staff members and even the front office got into the spirit of things, and some of the pastoral staff, everyone dressed up today. I found out that I was inadvertently dressed like a Russian mafia uh, 
gangster by wearing my Adidas track jacket around all day. So that was something new. But then I did Google Russian thug, and the first picture came up. Yep, a gentleman about my age wearing an Adidas track jacket. So might be anecdotal, but does seem to be true. Hey, I want to put in a little plug, by the way, for our coffee shop. The Hub is open every day, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., and they sponsor part of the show, and we'll be talking about that later on. But they have some new seasonal drinks. They have a Vietnamese drink and a Thai drink, and they are both really good. Then they also serve hot malasadas every day from Daddy's Donuts. So Daddy's Donuts brings in hot malasadas in the morning. You can get one malasada for $1.50, two for two fifty. Or you can get a malasada and a hot cup of coffee for three bucks. It's a great way to start the day. I encourage you to go by there. And the reason I'm always promoting the hub, it's actually a nonprofit part of our ministry. And it is a ministry. We take all the proceeds above and beyond our costs of doing business. And we give that to missions projects. For some of you that maybe aren't familiar with that terminology, uh, you could say humanitarian projects and spiritual uh, projects that that we are involved in really all around the world. We've helped with generators and schools and roofs on churches and um, sending teachers to uh, do instructional courses with teachers in the island schools. We've helped with typhoon relief and disaster relief, just a lot of different types of things that, that we've been able to help with with the proceeds from the hub. So that's why we promote the hub so much is we want to make sure that uh, we're able to get as many people to swing by because all the proceeds, again, from the coffee and the food products there at the Hub all go to missions projects. And last year, we were able to give over $20,000 to missions just from the proceeds from the Hub. And so Jeremy Wendell and his crew down there do a great job, and so that's why we always like to promote that. And then we have partnerships like we have with Daddy's Donuts, where we're able to sell the malasadas there, which is really a lot of fun and been a big success uh, for us. Kind of a win-win. Now, today is September 22nd. A lot happening here in the month of September, including but not limited to, it is National Home Furnishings Month, Honey Month, uh, Hydrocephalus Awareness Month, ITP Awareness, Literacy, Mushroom, uh, organic Harvest, Osteopathic Medicine, Pain Awareness, Papaya Month. Well, that sounds good. Let's see, what else is it as I turn the page? Piano Month, Potato Month, or Potato Month, Preparedness Month, Prime Beef, Prosper Where You're Planted, Recovery, Rice, Service Dog, Sewing Month, Shake Month, Sickle Cell Awareness, Skin Care Awareness, Wilderness Screening Awareness, Organic Harvest, I already said that, Passion Fruit, Peach, Peas, Pediatric Cancer Awareness, Radish, Save the Koala, Sea Cadet, Self-Improvement, Shameless Promotion, Sports and Home Eye Safety, and a number of others. And this week, now today's the 22nd, but beginning on the 24th, we have a few holidays that are happening this week. I'll try and enumerate a few of these. Active Aging Week is the 24th through the 30th. Banned Book Week, which Bob the Librarian was here a few weeks ago and he talked a little bit about that. Banned Book Week, 24th through the 30th as well. Deaf Dog Awareness, 24th through the 30th. Health Information and Technology, 25th through the 29th. Not a full week there. 
International Deaf Awareness, 24th through the 30th. Uh, Interpreters and Translators Week, 24th through 30th as well. I'm sure that ties to the International Week of the Deaf. National Dog Week, 24th through the 30th. National Fall Foliage Week for all the leaf peepers back in the States, 24th through the 30th as well. Keep Kids Creative, the same week. Wild Rice. Uh, All those are happening. Remember to Register to Vote Week is happening. uh, Just started yesterday till the end of the month. Tomorrow is the end of Tolkien Week, like J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. World Hearing Aid Awareness Week, 24th through the 30th. World Reflexology Week, 24th through 30th. Have you ever been to a reflexologist? It's kind of an unusual experience. I don't know what to think about that. Anyways, neither here nor there. Today being the 22nd is American Business Women's Day. Autumnal Equinox, the first day of autumn. So, happy Autumnal Equinox Day. Car-free day. Uh, let's see here. Deer Diary Day. Elephant Appreciation. Hobbit Day. National Ice Cream Cone Day. White Chocolate Day. Tomorrow, Checkers Day. Dogs in Politics. Uh, let's see. National Seat Check Day. Snack Stick Day. Restless Leg Syndrome Awareness Day is tomorrow. Sunday, Gold Star Mother's Day. And we do want to honor those Gold Star Mothers who have sacrificed by their sons and daughters have given their lives in service of our country. And that's a gold star mom. And we do honor you on the 24th. International Day of the Deaf is also on the 24th. Bluebird of Happiness Day. Okay. Cherry's Jubilee. Sounds good. That's the 24th as well. National Punctuation Day. There you go. And then the 25th. Bright Pink Lipstick Day. Not nearly as uh, impressive as... Uh, Maybe Punctuation Day, but that's okay. Comic Book Day. Uh, let's see, what else? Crab Meat Newberg Day. Mm, that sounds good. Stay Involved. Mass Storytelling Day. One Hit Wonder Day. Psychotherapy Day. And World Pharmacist Day is the 25th. A couple more here as we get to the end of the month, and we'll take a short break. Johnny Appleseed Day is the 26th. That's Tuesday. Love Note Day. Love Note Day. National Dumpling Day. Pancake Day. Shamu the Whale Day. The 27th, Ancestor Appreciation, Band Book Day, which we talked about uh, earlier. Crush a Can Day. Google's Birthday is on the 27th as well. Chocolate Milk Day is the 27th. Corned Beef Hash. So you could have a glass of chocolate milk and a big, hot, heaping scoop of corned beef hash on Wednesday the 27th. Let's see here. And World Tourism Day, the 28th. Fish Tank Floor Show Night. Wherever that happens, I'm not sure. Uh, National Good Neighbor Day, National Teach Ag Day, like agriculture, Strawberry Cream Pie Day. Have you ever had strawberry cream pie? I don't think I've ever had that. Sounds like a nice thing to celebrate. World Maritime Day is the 28th, and World Rabies Day the 29th. Ask a Stupid Question Day, like, have you ever had strawberry cream pie? Um, Hug a Vegetarian Day. Now, they might feel a little, you know, bony, but that's okay, because they don't eat meat. International Coffee Day, Inventor's Day, Love Note Day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Day is on the 29th as well. Attend your grandchild's birthday day. That's great. National Biscotti Day, National Coffee Day. Those two days seem to go together, pun intended. Native American Day, Save the Koala Day. And uh, VFW Day, Veteran of Foreign Wars Day is the 29th. So a lot of 
interesting observances, holidays, memorials, things like that, awareness times in the month of September. Seems like because September is the beginning of a new semester and it's the beginning of the fall time that there are a lot of observances that happen during that time. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, special guest coming in, talk about evangelism on the public school campus. So stick around for that. You are listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM. Harvest Family Radio have a little Harvest Highlights coming up as well. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. Hoffaday, and welcome back to a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, September 22nd, 3.23 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 232. That's how many times we have done this show, 232 times. Four and a half years behind us, and who knows how many more years ahead of us. Just very grateful to be able to spend our Friday afternoons with you, this two-hour live local program. We talk a little bit, we interview, we laugh. I don't think we've ever cried, but we could always try that. Let us know if you'd like us to try that by going to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam, and uh, leave us a little comment there. Follow us. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on the web, khmg.org where you can download podcasts of this show and many other great programs that are produced here at Harvest Family Radio. Building Great Leaders with Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Doug McLaughlin, Harvest Time, Harvest Echoes, etc., etc. Heart of Harvest. And you know we even broadcast Heart of Harvest, uh, uh, abbreviated version of it, altered version of it, into Asia um, to... Uh, broad, broad listening audience of uh, people, some living in countries where it's almost impossible for a missionary to get in there, but they can listen to our Heart of Harvest Asia broadcast with a partnership with Transworld Radio. So really neat opportunity to be part of this communicating of the gospel ministry here at Harvest Family Radio. This is just one aspect of it. We encourage you to look at our webpage, khmg.org, because there's a lot of good resources there. And Chris Harper and his wife Deb have worked very hard to index a lot of our sermons so you can look up a message by topic, by passage, by author, and you can listen to a message that specifically speaks to a need that you're trying to address, and you can share those, you can use them on your social media, you can download them, there's a lot of different things you can do with those. So we do that because we want that to be a blessing to you and your family and the people you minister to. So we hope that you check out khmg.org. Also, if you ever miss part of the show, tune in from noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety during those two time slots because we know not many people can listen wall-to-wall just two straight hours. Uh, so many people can only catch a little bit as they're driving around, they're on their way home from work, they just pick the kids up from soccer practice, 
they're on their way to run a few errands. They're heading into the swing shift of work. Well, we want you to be able to catch other parts of the show or catch the rest of the show by tuning in on Saturday or Sunday night. Sunday night, a lot of people heading home from church as well. So, Hoffa Day 2, glad you could join us. The live broadcast is right now, 3.26 p.m. on Friday, September 22nd. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, and we are here at the KHMG Studios with you till 5 p.m. this evening. And one of our regular segments that we do here at KHMG is we talk a little bit about The Buck Stops Here, which is one of my favorite segments, by the way. We're going to do that right now. The Buck Stops Here, words of wisdom from the desks of many a successful person, including but not limited to scholars, statesmen, theologians, barons of industry. And today, the plaque on the desk of this man. You might not recognize the little prayer that was on the plaque, but you certainly will recognize the man whose desk it sat on. The 35th president of the United States, John F. Kennedy, serving from 1961 until his assassination in 1963. As president, he set out to redeem his campaign pledge to get America moving again. His economic programs launched the country into its longest sustained expansion since World War II. Before his death, he laid plans for a massive assault on persisting pockets of privation and poverty. This is the little plaque John F. Kennedy had on his desk. It was a prayer. It says, Oh God, the sea is so great and my boat is so small. That's the little plaque he had on his desk to remind himself of the immensity of his job. John F. Kennedy, Oh God, the sea is so great and my boat is so small. And that is, The Buck Stops Here. One of my favorite segments. Now, one of the best things we get to do here at KHMG is we get to entertain special guests come in for interviews and things like that, tell us what's going on in the community. What I'd like to do is we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I have one of those guests, Maisie Ferreris, here to talk about evangelism in the public schools on Guam. So you stick around. It is 3.28 p.m. on this Friday, September 22nd, and when we come back, We'll be interviewing Maisie about evangelism in the public schools. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this. back with a little more live till five is 3 32 p.m on this friday september 22nd and i'm joining the studio i'm so excited about this interview Maisie ferreris Maisie, uh 
some people that are listening right now probably know exactly who you are. Okay. They'll be like, I can't believe it. It's Maisie. Hey, kids, it's Maisie. <laughs> turn up turn up the volume. Uh, there are other people who are like, Maisie who? So, Maisie, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, where are you from? What you do here on Guam? What's your day job? Uh, sure. My name is Maisie Ferreras. I went to Harvest here in uh, high school from my freshman year to halfway through my junior year. Um, and I graduated in public school. Uh, I do benefits consulting as my day job, but my passion really is for sharing the gospel in the public schools. That's right. And and how old are you, Maisie? I am 25. Oh, you're still so young. So young. So now, Maisie, I, rem- I remember a little bit of when we were in high You were in high school, not we, but uh-huh. I was uh, a high school teacher, life skills back then, Bible class. And I think we went out and did a little um, kind of inviting uh, teenagers from some of the public schools to come to one of our cola wars or something like yes, that. Yes, that was, was that actually my very first experience with canvassing is that uh, you took a whole bunch of us, we got in your van and we went to GW to pass out like tracks and flyers. So uh, that's actually where it started. Wow. Well, well I... I had no idea at that time that that would be inspiring to anyone because the whole time I wasn't sure if, you know, some of the kids that hop in the van, it's like, do they even want to do this? You know, I'm kind of dragging everyone out. But we were just trying to get as many people as we could to come to this big youth rally Mm because we had the gospel presented. It was going to be a lot of fun. And we did have a few hundred teenagers come out to that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh So now uh, tell me, how did you get involved? Because I've been mentioning uh, before you came that you're involved in evangelism in the public high schools. So um, what does that look like as far as what you're involved in? So it first started um, while I graduated from Simon Sanchez High School, and I was attending a Bible club there, and I was just really amazed at what was going on and so I said okay when I when I'm gonna I'm gonna go to university I'm gonna graduate as a teacher so I could do this and I did not pray about it at all, and the Lord had other plans. He called me out of college, so I didn't finish. Um, but you know, my dad said, "Why don't you do this business opportunity?" And I pursued it, which gave me a lot of time flexibility. And so I, I was able to just make my own schedule and meet uh, meet people when they needed to be met. And my sister, she's like, "Hey, you know, there used to be a Bible club at school, and uh, now there's not. Do you think you'd be interested?" And I just said, "Yeah, sure." So we started at Simon Sanchez, um, we tried to build off what was already there, set as the foundation, and um, it was really amazing. So uh, the Bible tells us, it it actually, it commands us to go out and make disciples. And so um, the goal of the Bible clubs were to make disciples, give really strong Bible teaching um, based on a lot of truth, but given with a lot of grace and love. And uh, students' lives were transformed. So people, we had a lot of athletes attending at the time. And um, one of our boys, you know, I think he was like chewing tobacco and just using not very um, God-honoring language. And his life was completely transformed. He was a wrestler. Wow. And, um, you know, people on the wrestling team was like, what is going on? Why why is his life changing? So we had a whole bunch of wrestlers on our team. Um, girls in the volleyball community, they were playing volleyball. They were um, leading their team with prayer. They were trying to set a good example. And uh, God just blessed and Bible Club kept growing. I think at one point we had about like 80 kids attending. Wow. And they're all meeting in one classroom. Correct. Correct. So I think before you, when you were still in high school, I went up, uh, one of my friends, Mr. David Hugh, was a math teacher up there, and he was hosting it at one time in his classroom. And there were maybe 20 to 30 kids. I can't imagine putting 80 
kids mm-hmm. in one room and they're all there voluntarily correct on their own time uh-huh. uh, it's their lunch break right or mm-hmm. yeah yes. lunch During break lunch. yeah and um so what does it look like they all come in uh to bible club what happens while they're in bible club uh well the majority of them do not come from christian homes so we make sure that every time we share the we every bible meeting we share the gospel uh i teach expositorily right now we're going through the book of first john and so we're always working in how jesus is light and why we need light in our lives um so we go in sometimes the students will say, hey, can we sing? So we'll do praise and worship. Wow. We always start off uh, and then with prayer and um, and praise reports. So I give them an opportunity of, hey, what's going on in your life? How is God working? And uh, you'll be surprised. Students will say, oh, I praise the Lord. In English class, I got to write an essay and got to give God glory. So wow. um, it, it's just really neat. Um, the kids, they take it seriously. And so right after uh, praise reports, we'll go into, I'll say, okay, open your Bibles. And so we go through first John. It's amazing. Uh, I had plans to be uh, a teacher so that I could lead Bible study and the Lord put me in sales and uh, it's great because I'm not a DOE employee. There is no necessarily restrictions just because I'm a guest. So um, I'm able to bring in my Bible and to pray with kids and to have just um, just intimate relations with um, in regards to like prayer, um, discussing what's going on in their home life, um, being able to just give them biblical counsel. I, I can't be reprimanded for it because I'm just a guest. Sure. Well, yeah. and for some of these kids, do they face uh, difficulty, persecution for having an open testimony for Christ, for coming to Bible club? I mean, oh, because I imagine, I mean, they're in the minority of. Uh, believers in, in mm-hmm. their school, just like anywhere else in the world, they're they're just a small group. How do you face that? Yeah, our uh, the the heaviest pers- form of persecution that they get would be from their parents. They'll go home and they'll say, "Miss Maisie, I shared what I shared with my parents what you were teaching here, and they told me stop coming. They're trying to brainwash you." <laughs> oh wow! So, wow. Um, it's it's a lot of fun though. Actually, you know, with Bible Club, I tell them, I said, "Hey, thanks for coming. We have a few atheists actually attending right now, and I say thanks for attending. You know, this is not about any religion, so I don't care what background you come from." if you're Methodist or Protestant or Catholic or Baptist or I said even if you proclaim to be Christian I said that's great but here we're just about to study God's word so come please come this is not about religion this is just about Jesus wow have you have you personally faced any type of um, persecution or difficulty or hurdles uh, to getting into the school to, to have these um, so we're working on two public schools right now and I think that administration is a little hesitant but for the for when we when we first started actually we weren't even a club we would just went in I just was a guest speaker and um, I would just speak and then students lives started to change so in the bible studies that were already established the administration is just so supportive they say there's there's less fights these boys are getting into less fights they're better in their sports team they have a better attitude they're just more respectful um, so really just praise the lord it's really through his grace working in these kids lives that administration has just been receptive to to having bible study wow and you started out at simon sanchez Mm because that's where you were familiar but then it's spread right so where Mm -hmm. else are you having bible studies we do have uh mondays is gw uh tuesdays is simon sanchez wednesdays is actually uog and we're currently working on our charter for teton high and then uh thursdays will be southern high and then 
Fridays, we are currently at Ukudu, so we just had our Ukudu study today. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, we might have some people listening who are either, maybe they have kids at the public school, or they work at the public school, and they might not even be aware of this. Mm -hmm. Um, How could they get a hold of you? If they had more questions, before we continue on with the interview, what's the best way someone could uh, reach you? Do you have an email address you could pass on? Uh, My my email is Maisie Ferreras, so M-A-Z-I-E-F-E-R-R-E-R-A-S. Uh, dot cbf ministries at gmail.com okay and spell spell Maisie ferreras one more time M- i'm writing it down myself m-a-z-i-e-f-e-r-r-e-r-a-s dot cbf ministries at gmail.com that's ministries at gmail.com got mm-hmm. it i'll try and mention that later on in the show as well so now Maisie. If someone, let's say, like I know some some believers that uh, maybe they're involved in some middle schools here on Guam, mm-hmm. so they want to replicate what you're doing. Um, you've already got the public school, high schools covered, so they want to do something in the middle school. Uh, what would be your advice? Like, where would they start? Sure. You know, we just, I think people are very apprehensive and they're a little bit afraid of mentioning Bible, um, you know, and I, and we'll just say like, hey, come for, come for a study. It'll be fun. I try to make it really interactive. So a lot of the times it's not necessarily me teaching, but it's back and forth discussion. Um, and once they come to one, they will continue to come. Uh, I just, I think, put the word out there and trust that the trust in the Lord's leading. Um, some days we have 20 30, 40 people, and then some days we have six. And, um, you know, but I know the Lord has opened these doors, and whoever is meant to be there will be there. And so um, just take it as leading from the Lord. Yep. And what's the first step? Like, let's say someone says, hey, I, I would like to approach the administration at, at this public school to consider starting a Bible club. How do they go about it? What would you recommend they say when they first ask? Like, what have you found to be effective when you talk to the administration? Uh, well, some people, they just, uh, some administration will require for a club to be chartered. So that must first be put in place. You must have a list of officers and a list of uh, two teacher advisors that will uh, represent the club. I always recommend getting chartered because um, you have a chance to present at school functions. Um, our students at Simon Sanchez High School actually uh, was were given the opportunity to witness to the superintendent of the public schools wow. um, because they were a chartered club. Um, also for charter, we get to wear school team team t-shirts on Fridays so students will go around wearing their Bible club t-shirts so that's oh, really cool um, other administration however they say okay if you don't plan on fundraising you can go ahead and meet so um, it just depends I it's dependent upon the administration. but it does start with talking to the administration be your first set up an appointment with the principal or the administrator um, usually it's done through whichever teacher is sponsoring so okay um, we would so you really them. need a teacher Correct. to team up with you you can't Correct. just yourself go in and say, yeah. hey, I'm here. <laughs> you need to find a teacher that would be willing to host it, basically, yes. and kind of sponsor you. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. All right. And then uh, let's let's switch over just a little bit because, uh, Maisie, you're kind of a fearless person. So <laughs> um, people listening might say, well, I can never do that. That's just so scary. But do you get nervous uh, sharing the gospel with people? Uh, I do. I do. Um, you know, but in Ezekiel, it talks about the watchman and how um, if we are, we are commanded, people think that it's optional to share the gospel when it is not. You know, this was a command from Jesus. And um, 
when you really start to see people as not just as people but as souls I think that lights fire under your feet and when you realize that people every day are dying and they're going to hell and um, you know you will be held accountable for not just everything that you have done but everything that you have you were capable of doing and did not do and so for me it really started to um evangelism really became part of my everyday living when I started to fall more and more in love with who Jesus was. Mm. And when I understood him as personal Lord and Savior, um, just truly, and I intimately knew him, um, it became so exciting. And I talked to the kids about that. I said, oh, I love, I go to Macy's and when I have a friends and family discount card, when it comes in the mail, you know, the stranger behind me, I'm like, hey, did you get your card in the mail? And I said, I'm not embarrassed to share it because because it's such good news. I said, what more for the gospel? And so um, I said, and if Jesus is not exciting in your life, then that must first take place. Mm. How How is he moving and working and using you? And then doors of evangelism will be open to you. Wow. Well, you're absolutely right, Maisie. And uh, that's a good little sermon right there. <laughs> you're already sharing. And it's very convicting. You know, we need to see the souls around us, not just people not just nuisances or interruptions, but their souls. Um, now, Maisie, what would be the most common questions that you run into uh, at the public school Bible clubs? Because you said the kids, you have these interactive mm-hmm. discussions. What comes up the most? Like, what do they have the most questions about? What do teens on Guam ask about the most? So, um once a week, I mean, sorry, not once a week, once a month, the very first meeting of the month, we have this thing called Teen Talk, where teens submit questions anonymously, and it could be about something personal in their life or something about the Bible. Sometimes we have questions that say, hey, I have this addiction. How do I overcome that? Um, sometimes it's more of, um, can you please explain spiritual gifts or the Trinity and things like that? Um, so it just... But what I found most is how do you know that this is real? And how do you, wh- why do you believe what you believe? And, um, you know, my pastor, he would always tell me that people can argue day and night whether there is or there isn't a God, but they can never argue about what has God done in your life. So um, I speak from my personal testimony about how great God's grace has just covered me and about the changes in my life. And I testify that if it was just myself doing it on my own will, I would not be able to have overcome um, certain trials in my life. And um, I tell them I know based on experience and because I've experienced, I believe his word to be 100 percent true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of his word, you you made special mention that you lead the Bible study portion in an expository way. Why don't you define for our listeners what you mean by expository, and then why do you do it that way? Sure. We we pick um we pick a book to go through for the whole school year. This year we last year we were in John. The year before we were in James, and this year we are in First John. And um, I tell them, I said we go through it. We will go through the entire book, or for, or for as much as we can get through, and we'll go um, word by word, verse by verse. And I said, the reason why I I believe that there's such um, lacking in foundation, and I think a Christian walk is because. Just um, not having, not knowing how to study their Bible. And so I tell them, I said, I am here so that you will know how to study. And so I teach them why, why, 
so for example, uh, today we were in First John chapter 2, and uh, he addresses little children. And so I'll say, okay, why would he address them as little children? Why, why wouldn't he say, um, you know, like believers in so-and-so? And, and so I get them to think. And I, that is my goal is to get them to think and evaluate. So when I'm not there, that they can think for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they can trust the leading of the Holy Spirit and just think for themselves. And so uh, we go line by line just so that I know that they're understanding thoroughly and just thoroughly comprehending. And I tell them, I say, I hear believers that will say, I believe this book. I believe the Bible from cover to cover. And the question is, have you read it from cover to cover? Mm. And they will say no. And I'll say, okay, well, then let's solve that problem. Right, right. Uh, let's get studying. And so it's just it's a really great time together. Wow. So teaching them how to evaluate, um, I really try to to promote and build critical thinking skills. Um, I always tell them, I say, we are Bible, and they all shout out detectives. <laughs> so we try to be Bible detectives. That's great. Now, let's let's wrap this up with, with this twofold question. Sure. What would you say is the greatest challenge or hindrance to this ministry? And then what is the greatest blessing? Because you have people sitting in their cars listening to this or sitting at home, maybe downloading the podcast and listening, and they're saying, Boy, but it's it's got to be harder than it sounds. Or why would I put myself out there like that and, and do something so, you know, outside my comfort zone? So what's the greatest challenge, honestly? And then what's the greatest blessing? Um, the greatest challenge, I think, uh, you can only do so much. This ministry definitely involves a lot of sacrifice um, uh, because I want these kids to know that I care about them. So, you know, sometimes it involves picking them up to go to Bible study. I live in Jigo, and one of the girls that I disciple from the Bible study, she lives in Sinahanya. So I was driving from Jigo to Sinahanya all the time. So that's outside of the, outside. You're, you're meeting with them outside Correct. of what's happening just during the lunch hour uh -huh. once a week. You're going to uh, volleyball games and basketball games and um, going for their NHS inductions. And uh, so it takes a lot of time and, and it's it's it hurts a lot to see them fall away from the Lord or to say that, you know, my family is really persecuting me right now. And this is my senior year. I just want to enjoy my senior year. Um, so emotionally and spiritually, I think that's the most difficult. But um, and for me, it took a lot of growing just to say, Lord, you are sovereign. You are in control. And if they truly know you as Lord and Savior, then then you will work in their lives. You will complete that good work. And it's not up to me. Uh, I think that's what I have to realize is that the Holy Spirit, he is in charge and God is all powerful and uh, he will he will have his way. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely the most challenging aspect of just um, investing in someone and then um, them maybe coming to the conclusion like just not right now. Um, I think the greatest blessing is when you see the people that you have discipled lead other people to the Lord. And you see how the Lord is working in and through their lives to minister to others. Man, it just makes everything worth it. Um, oh. It's just really, really exciting. Wow. Crowns in heaven. Uh -huh. I mean, you're, you're going to reap eternal rewards for that type of investment. So let's, let's remind our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they have questions about how to get involved somehow in evangelism in the public schools. Sure. And then, uh, so my email is Maisie, M-A-Z-I-E, Ferreras, F-E-R-R-E-R-A-S, dot CBF Ministries at gmail.com. Or um, you could also send me a text um, at 
988-7766. That's 988-7766. And uh, I always welcome visitors. Like, you know, if they wanted to give their testimony, we would just go through their testimony beforehand, just meet. Uh, so if they wanted to give their testimony or speak about something that the Lord has done specifically in their life, um, I always encourage it. Yeah, so Great. just sending me a text or an email, and Great. we'll get connected. Well, and there might be some public school teachers out there hearing this also that are like, you know what, I'd be willing to host something like this. Um, and so they could also text you at 988-7766 and uh, get in contact with you, and you can kind of talk them through yes. the next step and things like that. Mm-hmm. Maisie, what a blessing. Thank you so much. All right, thank uh, you. You're Affleck salesperson by day. <laughs> And an evangelist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So thank you very much for sharing that. And uh, God bless you. God bless the the uh, ministries you're having in a place that's really, if you weren't going in there, it'd be very difficult. Some of those kids, we won't see them come to church without someone personally intersecting with their lives. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to happen um, outside of that environment if it doesn't start there. And so thanks for being willing to go in and and uh, sacrificially serve these kids. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, awesome. Well, And thanks for coming on the show today as well. We really appreciate it. That's Maisie Ferreris uh, for our listening audience that's just tuning in. And uh, you can contact her again. You can text her at 988-7766 or her email, Maisie Ferreris, it's M-A-Z-I-E-F-E-R-R-E-R-A-S dot C-B-F, for Christ Bible Fellowship, CBF Ministries at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Maisie, have a great weekend. All right, you too. All right. And listeners, stick around. We're going to have a little short break when we come back, a little more live till five. After this, I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's 3 53 p.m. on this Friday, September 22nd on Live Till Five. We'll be right back after this. Today and welcome back to the last three minutes of the first hour of Live Till 5, Friday, September 22nd, 3.57 p.m. Thank you, thank you, Maisie Ferreris, for coming on the show and talking about evangelism and the public schools. And again, if you missed her contact information, you can get on our Facebook page, send me a message, and I'll send you her contact info there. But she is leading some Bible clubs in the public high schools here on Guam. It's not as hard as you think, but it does take a little coordination, and you need to do it the right way. And uh, there's testimony issue there. I want to make sure you go through the right channels so that you can have the maximum effectiveness there. And I think that'll be a real blessing and love to see more of those start up here on Guam. So thank you again for being willing to share that, Maisie. And as we have about one or two minutes left here on Harvest Family Radio's Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program, we get to interview people like that all the time. I'm glad to have Maisie come by today. If you ever miss part of the show, again... You can listen noon to 2 on Saturdays or 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. Catch us on The Rebound because you might want to tell other people about that interview. And so you can tell them to listen Saturdays between noon and 2 or Sundays between 7 and 9 p.m. You can also download the podcast through our website, khmg.org. That's khmg.org. You can download the podcast for this show and all our other recent shows for Live Till 5, as well as many hundreds of other programs. And you can even look up shows by topic 
or speaker or title or date. And uh, we have those all indexed as well and adding more to that all the time. So I want to make sure that our radio ministry is not just a ministry to those who tune in the dial, but those who go on the web, those who go to our social media, those who download the podcast. We want to make sure it's a blessing to all of the above. So find us on the web, khmg.org. And then, of course, go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Let us know you're listening, and we'll put up links for this show and a lot of our other great stuff throughout the day, every day, on our social media. So we'll make sure you stay tuned on that. Now, that just about wraps up this first hour. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG. On KHMG, not KHMG.org. Maybe some of you are doing that. Here in Barragata, Guam, stick around for SRN News and then our second hour of Live Till 5 for this Friday, September 22nd, episode 3232-232 here at Harvest Family Radio. back with a little more live till five it is 404 p.m here at harvest family radio i'm jared baldwin your host this is episode 232 it's really cool we had macy ferreras here in the first hour talking about evangelism in the public schools and before she left the building she had already received texts from a public school counselor and a public school teacher uh, interested in finding out more information about how to sponsor and you can let us know that you're interested in getting that information by coming to our, going to our Facebook page and just letting us know you need that info, and then we can send that to you. And appreciate her coming in the first hour. Now, it is Friday, September 22nd, 4.05 p.m. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This show, for 232 times... We have put together a two-hour live local broadcast for you, the listening audience. And we're glad to do it, by the way. Thrilled, may I say. Now, every week, we play a little game. It's really not a game because there's no competition. It's more of just an informational segment because this is an educational show. I call it the idiom game, but it's really, that's based on a, it's a derivative of the original idiom game we used to play with Nick Brown, who was one of our co-hosts back in the day. But I just go through a list of idioms that you find in the Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. This is a book provided to us by PC, one of our avid listeners and a wordsmith in her own right. And uh, I want to share a few idioms with you because a lot of people grow up speaking English, but not everyone knows where some of the phrases that they have heard or even say have come from. For example, wet blanket. This is an early 19th century expression. Native Americans and others often put out their campfires with blankets they had dipped in the nearest river. If the fire represents enthusiasm, excitement, passion, and joy, then the wet blanket that puts out the fire stands for a pessimist or a spoil sport, a person acting like uh, like that will rain on your parade. A person like that will rain on your parade. 
A person who spoils other people's fun by being depressing, dull, sour, nagging, or humorless. Wet blanket. Don't be a wet blanket. Just don't do that. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Boy, I think my grandmother used to say this phrase. And I always wondered what a gander was. But uh, then later on in life, I figured it was a male goose, but I'm not sure. And then I know there's a Gander Mountain Sporting Company in the United States. So let's find out what this means because I haven't read this myself. A gander is a male goose. There you go. See? So it, it's kind of implied. Did you guys know what a gander was? Sometimes when you're looking at something, you can take a gander at it. Yeah. Well, and see, and that's something totally different, right? But I did know. Yes. yes so I you take know. a gander. That's like taking a look at something. Probably, uh, right. Probably a word that was imported into English. Did you know a gander was a male goose there? Sebastian? I did not at all, all right. actually. You're the gander of this show. I I am. There you go. Male goose. I am a male there goose. There you go. Uh, gander is a male goose. According to this saying, what's appropriate for the female species is appropriate for the male, too. At first, it may have been a call for equality between the genders, but today, goose and gander don't stand for female and male so much as any one person and another person. And good in this idiom, can have a negative meaning as well. So the rule or method of treatment that applies to one person or group must also apply to the other, especially your mate. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's sort of like the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, I think so. It's it's, it's got some similarity to that. Yes, and it's not necessarily a positive thing. So just because it's good for the goose, you know, it could be, you know, punishment. Okay, well, if this person got punished, then that person should be punished as well. So there you go. Yeah. Wheel and deal. This is something maybe I've been accused of in the past. Slang expression for an uh, important person uh, that's a big wheel. A wheeler dealer is an important person who makes substantial deals. I'm not an important person, so I take that back. Um, This saying originated in gambling houses. I really take it back. I really, really, really take it back. Um, This saying is originated in gambling houses in the American West where uh, there were gamblers who were heavy bettors at cards, the deal, and the roulette, the wheel. Sometimes this phrase refers to people who are big-time operators in tricky, perhaps dishonest ways. I really, really, really take it back. Um, skillfully and aggressively making big plans with important business, usually to earn lots of money, a wheeler and a dealer. I did not think about wheel and deal being cards and roulette. That's Maybe something new. I'm learning you. every day, every Friday from 3 to 5, I learn something. Uh, usually what button not to push on the air. Um, when the cat's away, the mice will play. What does that mean, Sebastian? It means that mice will come out and play when the cat is away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, that yes, is exactly it, it. The proverb appears in many languages, has been in use in English since the 1600s. If there's a cat in the house, the mice will tend to stay hidden. But if the cat is gone, the mice will feel safer and venture out. It's the same with people. When the authority figure, the cat, is not there, the people being supervised, the mice run free. When the person in charge is absent, people usually do as they please and take advantage of the freedom. Kind of like when the teacher steps out of the classroom for a few minutes, everything goes crazy. Hysteric in the barracks. Okay. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, Hopefully that's not coming out of the classroom when the teacher leaves. That is, in some form or another, this expression has been around since at least 43 B.C. That's got to be one of the oldest expressions uh, that I've adre- uh, addressed here on the idiom segment of the show. 43 BC started getting popular in the mid 1500s. Took a while for it to catch on. Um, and there can never be a fire without some smoke. In this metaphorical saying, the smoke represents the suspicious clues to some wrongdoing, and the fire is a dirty deed itself. 
So when there's evidence that something bad happened, it probably did. There's always a basis for a rumor, no matter how untrue it appears. Where there's smoke, there is fire. Two more. Which way the wind blows? For over 700 years, wind has been used as a symbol of the course of events. Wind blows things like a flag on a pole or laundry on a line, sails on a boat, in different directions. And the direction in which a powerful wind blows can sometimes make a difference in people's lives. And this expression, the way the wind is blowing, stands for the way events are happening or the way most people are thinking at the moment. Which way the wind blows is the direction in which something is going or may go. How matters stand, what may happen, what people think. And then finally, this one here, white elephant. You ever participate in a white elephant gift exchange? Have you done that before? Yes. Sebastian, you ever had a white elephant gift exchange? I feel like I have, but I need need my mind to be refreshed. Okay. And then uh, it's a little different than the old Yankee Swap, which is a different type of gift exchange at Christmas time. So the Yankee Swap is slightly never, different. I've never even heard of that. White Elephant. It's, there's some subtle nuances there in uh, organizational Christmas parties. <coughs> so there's a legend that in ancient Siam, now Thailand, a king once gave a rare white elephant to a person at his court whom he didn't like. Did you know that? He didn't like them. Sounds like a nice gift, but the white elephant was considered sacred, couldn't be made to do work, and cost a fortune to feed and tend. The courtier couldn't get rid of this big drain on his money because it was a gift from the king. <coughs> Excuse me. In a short time, the unfortunate man was poor. That's probably what the king had intended. It means a possession that is useless, unwanted, or costs a lot of money to keep. And that is our idiom game, folks. Thank you, PC, for providing that book. It's a fun little segment every single week. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, what's in my coffee, this day in history, and our quiz, along with all kinds of frivolity and fun, entertainment, edification, education, a bunch of other E-words I can't think of right now. So we're going to take a little break. And, uh, yeah. Stick around. It's live till 5, September 22nd. It's Friday, 4.13 p.m., episode 232. The topic today, United Nations. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm telling you. We'll be back after this. A little more live till 5, 4.18 p.m. on this Friday, September 22nd. Glad to have you with us. It's kind of a cloudy day outside as I look out the window. If you're listening on the Friday afternoon broadcast, hopefully you're having a nice commute if you're in the car or looking back at a pleasant week or a nice weekend ahead. For those of you that are still at work, good for you. Hang in there. Stay tuned. Hopefully this show will provide a little bit of relief for you. And those of you listening on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., we're glad you're with us. Now, it is episode 232. That makes us experts because we've done something 232 times. 
or I guess you could make the same mistake 232 times. Yeah. Probably yeah. have a few listeners that are feeling that way right now. I had, I had a, a, a guy ran into the side of my dad's car one time, and he told the judge when they went to court, he said, uh, I've been making that turn like that for 30 years. And the judge said, you've been making that turn wrong for 30 years. <laughs> so Only a judge can get away with that. And yeah. dads. You know, dads can sometimes yeah. say that to their kids. Now, we are uh, all here. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. Uh, Lawrence yeah. Nangast. To my left, Sebastian Basildua at uh, six o'clock, and uh, Chris Harper at nine o'clock. So we have the, we have the full spectrum. Actually, I guess I'm at six. And yeah, I was Sebastian's at twelve. Unless I'm twelve, then that make you six. But yeah, so we'll say you're twelve. Chris is three. Lawrence is nine, and I'm six. So I'm I actually might be in three, anyways. Yeah, there you go. You're nine. You're you're good. So little little bizzling go there for uh, those listening at home or in the car. Or to podcast way in the future. Now at least you can mentally picture what's happening here as we uh, do this little show here called Live Till 5. Every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m., we have a live broadcast. And it really is supposed to be lightweight and entertaining, but we do tackle some things sometimes that, that really get you thinking or maybe help build you up in your Christian walk. Like our first hour, we had a great interview with a, a guest, and if you didn't catch it, Go back and listen on Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Or download the podcast, khmg.org, and you will be blessed by that interview. But at this time, we are super blessed because this segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books and gifts, including a couple Yankee candles. That Hebrews theme is... uh Really excited to be here this week. Yes. Well, you know what I found? I like it a lot. I go there every day. Um, <laughs> I have to get through my patter every time. So I found that So when we're talking, the music sounds so loud, right? So like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this again. I'm going to play a different song instead. Yeah, no, I thought it was about right. I yeah. think you usually have it too low. Right. So oh. yes, I do. I do. So when this, one, when this one's playing, usually when I start talking, I turn it down to like about here. Yeah. But when you're listening in the car... It's as if there's no music on at all. Matter of fact, you can't hear it. And I, don't... And I also tinker with all the volumes yes. of that. How many I mean, shows have you done before you figured this out? So you, <laughs> so you have to spend extra time. Like if I turn it way up like this, and then I have to turn it way down like this, and then you just I, have to keep messing with it. I don't even want to get into how long I spend tinkering <laughs> with the volume of Live Till Five. I'm sorry. Is I'm this sorry. for is this for the two rebounds? For the rebroadcast. Re yes. Yeah. So when I listen to the rebroadcast, not that I like listening to myself or anything, but uh, sometimes I can tell I can't hear the the yeah. music hardly at all, especially once the talking starts. And so, uh, so I've been playing around with keeping the music just a little louder today like that Sorry. that's why it was so lively that's how that's how detail oriented that's good. i noticed 232 times and that's the sans one yes yes i haven't noticed it and then yeah. today well see there you go most people part. probably didn't even know we have bumper music now now they <laughs> like do. you said if it can't be heard in yeah, the car this right. is a news news flash right so when you're listening online uh, sometimes the sound comes through slightly different than on the radio. Well, when we when if you listen to the podcast, the podcast version is always spot on because we use loudness. I don't want to get into the Fletcher Munson curve it's or really anything long geeky like that. Yes, but it's a different standard, and people hear the volumes are different. Got and it. And so it usually the podcast is spot on. Right. The on air broadcast 
even after tinkering with it, isn't quite where yeah. I'd like it to be. So You know, the uh, cold comfort to that is that most people just blame their own radios for uh, anything that doesn't right. sound quite right. right. You know, they don't assume <laughs> that, that, right. that, that pros like us would mess up the sound. So yeah. now, since we are all enjoying these drinks, let's, let's play a little What's in My Coffee, and then we're going to go into our quiz with Sebastian here. Uh, Sebastian, yours is the most gone of everyone's. And I got it like the last. Yes, too. that's I know, that's I know. Super so fast. you must have been thirsty. So what does it taste thirsty. like? We all have ice drinks, by the way. What does well, it taste it like? It honestly tastes like a, a mocha, you know. But but no, sorry, sorry. Like a vanilla bean. Okay, creamy, creamy vanilla, vanilla bean. bean. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like that, but it's smaller because it packs more of a punch. Yes. Because it's actually, I think it's a Vietnamese coffee. It is. But I didn't notice. It packed that much of a punch because I don't notice things in general when I drink different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. It still tastes like a creamy <laughs> vanilla bean. But okay. I know Chris is going crazy over, so I know there must have. Chris has the same effect. thing. So Chris, is there anything you can add to his his description? <laughs> it's a it's a heavy drink. It's it's something like you would get it first thing in the morning or something. If you, I'm not particularly affected by the 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 caffeine. Mm-hmm. I, I I can take it or leave it, but. It strikes me as one you would want to drink in the morning, but it's a heavy drink. It's it's kind of he- it's creamy, yes. in sort of a heavy way, and then there's a very heavy coffee taste too. But it's good. It's very good. Yeah. I believe it has the the special secret ingredient of many Asian dishes, which is sweetened condensed milk. Is that what it is? Yes, because mm-hmm. I, I which knew is it was like heavier. liquid caramel. So they right. use that heated liquid up, turn it into caramel, right? So. Yeah, so sweetened condensed milk That's straight from the so can, heavy. and then yeah. the espresso, and so it should taste a little bit like a creamy vanilla bean, yeah. but uh, definitely has that that thick viscosity to it. Now, Lawrence, yours is almost gone. You viscosity. came in viscosity. Yeah, Friday afternoon word yes. there. Do you have a carrot juice or what is that? Uh, you uh, know, uh, it's that color. Uh, in fact, when you walk out of the coffee shop with it, people may uh, accuse you of being healthy. Yes. I would say, or which is now something. Soup. That's not something most people accuse mm-hmm. me of walking out of there with a malasada or a yeah. cappuccino yeah, chunk Yeah, they don't muffin. assume that that's a, a giant vitamin. No. So <laughs> even though it looks like a giant vitamin C pack, uh, it is actually a delicious Thai tea, Yes, uh, which is the red tea from Thailand even. I think that's actually where Jeremy's got a connection yes. getting it because I saw it. I think they in the raw use today. monkeys to climb the trees to pick the leaves they for must. red tea. <laughs> they <Seriously>. must. <gasps> what? With no Seriously. question. Great. Look it up. I'm telling you. I would. <laughs> Look would it I up. pull your leg? <laughs> Google it. Never. And it has the sweetened condensed milk in it as well, which I think gives it that orange hue. Right. That's what goes in on top. And yeah. so you end up with red tea with the sweetened condensed milk. Comes out looking like carrot juice, but right. tastes so much better. The main difference, I have the same drink, and it is very good, the Thai tea. And uh, it does... The main way you can tell the difference between someone drinking Thai tea or drinking uh, carrot juice is their smile. Yeah, the smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, people drinking Thai tea are smiling. Yeah, they might have rotten teeth from all the sweetened condensed milk. Yep. The people with uh, yeah. carrot juice have a healthy glow, but with they're no frowning. Question. Yeah, with but they're no frowning, question. and they're probably slimmer, you know. <laughs> yep, and, they're probably uh, they running. Better, they're better, probably running while right. drinking. They it. have yeah. good eyesight because of uh, the beta carotene. <laughs> you know? Yep, or just, just like Bugs Bunny. Yes, so, indeed. All right, so thank you very much to the hub, Jeremy Wendell. Even though the hub was closed at the time of this beginning of this show, 
he made a special errand run up here to drop off our drinks wow. before going to his soccer match even. So we appreciate so, all the help. So great. And we encourage people to go by there. Again, you know, you can get a coffee and a malasada for three bucks in the morning, which is a great deal. And uh, it's a great way. And then at lunch, get a Thai tea. And then in the afternoon, go to the gym for five hours. Sure. And come anyway, out with Thai the carrot juice in your hand. Is a, yep. is a special for international. It is, that's right. Thai tea and Vietnamese coffee specials. Yes. I love Thai tea. Yes, but yeah, we, we I'd have like to, to see think them, of everyone's health. I'd like to see them bring these back, you know, next week. Yeah, well, you know, with the hot apple cider and then the Ooh. Thai tea, we're never going to leave that, the coffee that shop. That coffee shop's <laughs> on to something down there. I know. There. I tell I know. you what, they're doing a good job. So it's like big pharma, but it's a coffee shop, you know, getting everyone hooked on their, uh-huh. on their stuff. So, okay, now it is uh, United Nations International Theme Week because today was International Day at Harvest Christian Academy. And the United Nations has been in the news a lot lately, which I'm going to talk about in a little little bit here. So Sebastian's in charge of the quiz. What do you have for us today, brother? Well, okay. You know what I determined today while I was sitting here uh, listening to you guys talk? I determined that I want a bumper song for when I do this quiz to give like... Okay. okay. You pick and, and one does, and I'll... It doesn't have to, I'm not going to do it right now, but this is a foreshadow right now. It's like I'm going to pick something else. I have one called Merrily Kiss the Quaker. Is that good? Give it a shot. Is that too too lightweight? Yeah. Okay, let's, that let's try it. That gets me thinking. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, have a little Hong Kong mambo? Let's hear it. Uh, oh, I like that, that one. For quiz. Okay. Wow, we two notes. Yeah, that one. You didn't even give it a chance, yeah, guys. I know. Sorry. It's the xylophone effect. Um, dun, let's see dun. here. Uh, a little Scottish bagpipe music. Everyone likes bagpipes. Are you ready for trivia? Oh, no, that's a little, no. that's a little rough. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's rough. You could say, are you ready for trivia, Lottie? How yeah. about this? Magnificent Seven? Uh, no. These are all your, your regular. I know. I know. Everyone already why. has you know so what? many I'll fond memories. brand new. Okay. All right. So many fond memories. Fond memories. Are everyone on those songs like, remember that time you played Magnificent I, Seven I and you said that you. funny and thing about the funny thing? And then we had a quiz. Thing? Yes. Remember the time Lawrence talked about September 22nd? It was great. It was the best ever. Yeah. Yes, they were playing Magnificent Seven, drinking Thai tea. Oh, that's my favorite episode. Can we watch it again, Mom? Love it. Listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you do it. Drop it in my palette here for next week, and I'll I'll use it. So I call this a world of trivia. Yay. Okay. Question one. It needs music. Exactly. (laughs) I know. It's for the days when I don't really think of a good title either. Two. Sorry. Uh, question one, Chris, we'll start with you and oh, go around. Okay. Great. Multiple choice. S- festivals in the land of the Thunder Dragon take place in what country? The Thunder Dragon? Yes. Oh. A, China, B, Japan, C, India, or D, Bhutan? The Thunder Dragon, huh? Yes. The land of the it's, Thunder it Dragon. It seems too simple to do Japan. So I'm going to go with. The lat the last one, Bhutan. All right. I'll try that. Mm. Jared. Don't know. I do China. China. Can you read the options one more time? China, Japan, India, or Bhutan. Thunder Dragon. Land of the Thunder Dragon. I'll go with Bhutan. Bhutan is correct. Good job. You've won a million seconds of my time. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. That's Super that, Mario Galaxy right there. That, that oh. seems a little quizzy. Yeah, that is oh, fanciful. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, I'll I'll give it a good thought. Okay, we'll see right. for right. next week. I'll do. Okay. If I win runs. this quiz, that is being dubbed. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Question two: 
And what country is the thumbs up gesture an insult? A. Syria. B. Saudi Arabia. C. Iraq. D. Albania. Wow. Um, I would. They're kind of. Um, Saudi Arabia is a rough country, so I'm going to try Saudi Arabia. Okay, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Jared. Iraq. Iraq. All right, Lawrence. Wow, he sounded like he knew that one. I don't know. You can't Google it on your phone, Lawrence. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have it up. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think um, I think it's definitely a Middle Eastern thing, and the two of those guys have the right answer. I don't know which one it is. I'll, I'll go with Iraq. Okay. Iraq is the correct answer. There you go. Um, yeah. If there was confusion to U.S. troops that were there when they were first arriving, and they were misinterpreting the thumbs up. So... Okay, three. <laughs> Question three. Istanbul is the capital of Turkey. True or false? Is the capital of Turkey. Yes. Um, Istanbul. True. True. False. False. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I think it is true. It was Constantinople and, and yeah. Byzantium, and then Istanbul, um, and so I think it. I think it's true. I think it's always been the capital. Okay, false. Ankara, Istanbul was once the capital, mm. known as Ca- Constantinople, oh. but the capital moved to Ankara after the Greco-Turkish War. I figured there were back. thousands of ways it could be false, and only one way it could be true. So I just, yeah, I, I don't know the why that question that. would be in there if it was true. Now that I think about it, because that would yeah. be so easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, and I wasn't up on my Greco-Turkish uh, war <laughs> references either. Yeah, they're okay. obscure. Yeah, like 1980s children's television shows. Mm-hmm. But you know them. Well, I'm full of them. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Question Mr. four. Green jeans. Picture pages. I got it. What landforms is northern India known for? Landforms? Uh, land. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So, okay. So. Yeah. Um, a plains. B mountains. C. Des- I almost said desert. Des- desert. Desert. <laughs> desert. Or D plateaus. Northern India. What's it best known northern for? Northern India. Plateaus. Um, so the whole top, the whole top is like one big plateau. Um, is that right? I mean, I'll go, I'll, I'll go with plateaus. Northern pretty convincing. India. I'll go with plateaus after hearing that. Yeah, say, give me the four. I could be wrong plains, after being so confident. Mountains, deserts. I'd say plateaus. mountains. Okay, final answer is locked in, boys, and it is mountains hmm. yes <laughs> how far is north i mean north is the himalayas yes but coming off Nepal. of that yeah but that's a different country <laughs> no but it's right across the bo- right. northern border of so India. i was thinking more like the north third and not the north border uh, so. i'm sorry yeah. lawrence that's yeah. okay this, I, I, this I went way is, too deep this quiz, <laughs> quiz is starting to plateau i went <laughs> to d- okay here's an where's easy, the galaxy here's an, an easier <laughs> here's an easier one for you all right does india border china yes or no does India border China? Yes or no? Uh, I'm trying to picture it. I think it does. Yeah. Okay. Mongolia I would say does. No. no. I would say no. I can't. I can't remember. I think it's no. It actually does border it China. Does? I actually it's looked in at the a northeast map. corner, and I just couldn't remember the if there's a country there. Only no. There was reason. The yeah, yeah, like Nepal. I think. 
but then like right above that is it's China and India are, are yeah are, oh, okay I I looked at the world map there there's a movie <laughs> where some uh, prisoners of war escaped through India and wound up in China and then the final destination was Mongolia I think oh, okay. and so I've watched this thing and so I my recollection was they went right from India to China ah so all right. I, it's the best I know. Yes, good job. Well, um, all right, here we go. If you were standing by the Western Wall, which city would you be in? A, Cairo, B, Berlin, C, Jerusalem, or D, Moscow? Jerusalem. The Western Wall or the Wailing Wall? The, the Western Wall? Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem. Yeah, it's... It's Jerusalem. Good job. Also, no one also known as the Wailing Wall, a place where Jews would come to mourn the destruction of the temple. That's an easy one. Well, good. Maybe not everyone on the radio knew that, all right? <laughs> well, you don't have to get offended. <laughs> no, I'm not offended. But someone else out there might be. Right. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. We're willing to play those off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, coming down here real quick. Uh, where would you find the largest Ferris wheel in the world? A, London, B, Paris, C, Sydney, or D, Las Vegas? I don't think the London Eye is technically a Ferris wheel. It is. It is a Ferris wheel? I thought it was. Is, that, is, is there a definition of Ferris what, wheel? That, can you repeat the question one more time? Where would you find the largest Ferris wheel in the world? London, uh, Paris, Sydney, or Las Vegas? There's, there's, a, big, there's a big eye-looking thing in Sydney, too, so... I'm going to go with Sydney. Sydney. I'm going to go with London. I'm going to go with Las Vegas just because they try and do everything bigger than everybody else. It actually, it it used to be London. Las Vegas did, uh, Las Vegas upped it though in 2014. Um, It is now Las Vegas with, at 550 feet tall, soon to be replaced by the Dubai Eye at 689 Mm. feet tall. It's not completed yet, otherwise it'd be on this list. See, they say, they say, they say, they market the London Eye with a different, they say it's an observation uh, wheel or something. They they don't, they don't try to tell you you're on a Ferris wheel. Right, yeah. That's sort of a downgrade. Well, a Ferris term. wheel, they can only charge you ten dollars yeah. a seat. You know, exactly. Observation no. wheels, twenty five pounds <laughs> exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just and this last one here, I, I sh- I'm pretty sure all of you will get it, but it's just a, you know, just a uh, nice. Don't be too easy sure. One, easy one. <laughs> if you were a Kiwi, you would be from New a, Zealand, Australia. B, so um, okay, produce guys, department. You guys got it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's New Zealand. <laughs> Which, New Zealand. But uh, so final score here: Chris with two, Jared with. Four. Mm. And Lawrence with two. Unfortunately, Super Mario Galaxy will not be the theme. Yeah, but it is, though. There it is. <laughs> Good yes. job, guys. Mario! And everyone listening and trying to play along, too. Thanks for playing. Yeah, thanks, Sebastian. Appreciate yeah. that. Now we just have more international information because it's International Day at Harvest Christian Academy. Talking about the United Nations today. And uh, enjoying our, our delectable treats from the hub. And uh, we're going to actually go straight into our This Day in History segment as uh, Mario Galaxy takes us uh, to Lawrence here. Now, Lawrence, it is September 22nd, and I'm sure a lot of amazing things have happened in history. We don't want to hear about those. <laughs> we want to hear about the obscure things, the things that, you know, who was born, who died. It's harder to find sometimes because... 
Nobody. Yeah. Would. Like, I mean, I guess somebody know. could make a living posting those things. Yes. Um, but um, this one's a little interesting. Fifteen ninety. Uh, we don't want a little interesting. We would like uninteresting. Oh, Can okay. you just stick with uninteresting? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> a little interesting's fine. Just not too interesting. We don't want to distract away from the glory of the rest of the show. Oh, okay, I can work <laughs> on that. Uh, playwright and poet Ben Johnson is indi- indicted for manslaughter as the result of a duel Whoa. back in 1598. I'm not sure what country that was set in, but back in that day, duels were... Ben Johnson. Duels were the thing. Ben Johnson. I, that's, I just know a Canadian, Canadian Olympic, yeah. 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 Uh, different guy. Stripped of his medals against yeah. Carl Lewis. I remember that. Yeah. 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 1735, Robert Walpole becomes the first British prime minister... To live at 10 Downing Street, oh. which I believe is where they still yep. live. Still maybe. live. Yeah, yep. 10 yep. Downing Street. Uh, John Quincy Adams becomes U.S. Secretary of State this day in 1817. So um, good for him. He will become yes. president. Uh, I believe the sixth or seventh president of the United States. Uh, the first father-son combo uh, was because John Adams was the second. And then he'll later become, um, become the president. 1896, Queen Victoria surpasses her grandfather, King George III, as the longest reigning monarch in British history, which, at this point, we all know Elizabeth II has far uh, eclipsed those records yes. um, by being the longest reigning monarch in history. Um, 1911, Cy Young beats Pitts. I guess that's shorts for Pittsburgh. One to nothing for his final career victory. Number 511, Cy Young is... Um, I'm not real sure, other than him being a great pitcher, and they just chose him to be the pitching award of the year. Uh, but there's an an NL and AL Cy Young Award that goes to the best pitcher of those different those two leagues. Uh, I believe Clayton Kershaw has won it a number uh, a time or two. Justin Verlander won it one year, um, but Cy Young last time he played 1911. Hmm. Uh, 1927, Gene Tunney beats Jack Dempsey for the second time in ten. For heavy ten rounds for heavyweight boxing title dubbed the long count fight. Uh, I'd have to do more research on what that exactly means, but um, yeah, maybe the, they gave him a lot of breathing room as far yeah, as yeah, it's like counts one, yeah, <laughs> two, yeah. yeah. Maybe they were wanting the thing to go to ten rounds. It should have been over in it's, three. Yeah. You know, we used to put a lot of emphasis on the heavyweight champion, but do you guys know who the heavyweight champion is now? Not really. Oh, yeah, it's, I haven't in years. You know that. And I yeah. don't know right now. I, I guess, was just asking. I guess when I Tyson know. was fighting, that was probably the last time I ever really Holyfield, knew Evander Holyfield. Yeah, Evander Holyfield. People Evander knew Holyfield. him. But yeah. since then, I, I couldn't name Chris a heavyweight Bird champion. for a little while. Chris Bird. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew someone that, that actually knew him. Lord, I know uh, him. Uh, yeah, you've met Chris Bird, right? Chris Bird went to Michael Saunders' church right, for yeah. years. He played right. basketball in the gym with yes. where I grew up. Yeah, uh, and played, but yeah. he was a he was he a beat one of those boxer. two Russian brothers or whatever Ru- Ru- oh, Russian or Romanian Klitschko brother. Klitschko yeah Vladimir or the I don't remember Vladimir's a safe a safe yeah, guess Vladimir. on Russian Wild brothers. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? Nineteen seventy. Okay, yeah. Okay. Israel Prime Minister um, Menachem Begin is that how Menachem you say it? Menachem Begin. Yeah. He's back in the news today. Wow. Returns home after Camp David summit, but here's his picture again. You know, there you go. Back in I think we last just said week, two uh, weeks ago. this day in history was uh, Menachem Megan goes to Camp David Summit. So it's you know it's yeah. day of the week. <laughs> so it's a really <laughs> exciting day when you get to just <laughs> announce those things, uh, and that's pretty much the only thing you have going on. Not um, to be mistaken for Menachem Bacon, which would be totally not a good name for yep. Israel's prime minister. Anyway, go ahead, continue. Last couple of things here: 1993, Nolan Ryan, 46. 
pitches his best his last game. Sorry, as a forty six year old man, uh, that is pretty good to be in the major still. Yeah. I, I think Jamie Moyer uh, might have been in his mid forties the last time he pitched. In fact, I saw him in the, in the Red Sox stadium probably about seven summers ago pitching at the Red Sox. I think he's playing for the Phillies at the time. Pastor Heron has and, some uh, Nolan Ryan stance socks. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. I love stance socks. Yeah. I don't so. know if I love him with Nolan Ryan on him, but yeah, but you know what? It's uh, you know you always root for the old guy. I mean, seriously, not Pastor Heron, Nolan Ryan. That is, yeah, yeah. It, it I really mean, I guess could be Pastor too, but yeah, he's wearing the socks. That's that was his uh, connection to this whole story. Yeah, that's. That, I'm glad you brought him in. That was you know was well done. Try it segues. Uh, 2015. Volkswagen admits that 11 million cars have been wrongly programmed to appear to emit lesser emissions than they are. Oh, yes. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That was a couple years ago. Yep. And, I mean, that's about it for this day in history. I'm okay. just glad Menachem Begin came in and uh, yeah. stole the show. Yep. As he Next week, Menachem Begin goes back to Camp David because he left his uh, yeah, he briefcase. Left his wallet. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. He has to go back. And then week after that, Menachem Begin yep. goes back to Israel. Comes back home. Yep. That's good. <laughs> That's a lot of Menachem Begin. Uh, yeah, we'll see if we can find more stats every week. Then we'll, yep. then we'll follow the life of like Ehud Barak the next time Ehud. around or yeah. whatever. Oh, boy. Sounds All right. good, guys. Well, so uh, what are you doing this weekend, Lawrence? Well, tomorrow morning uh, we have the big spirit week set up and, and make sure that's ready to go for next week. And, um, and that should be. And then that starts next Tuesday. So that'll be what I'm doing in the morning. Uh, article summary for a master's program, you know, simple things yep, like that. Yep. You know, just keep you busy on the weekend. Myself, so. so I'll do a little sleep, probably try to get some rest because big week next week, busy week. Yeah, yeah, um, and you're coaching basketball now too, right? Yeah, we start. We had three practices this week. We we'll only have two next week because of scheduling things, but uh, uh, that that's started. So. How's that seven foot four uh, center that you have? Really good. You know, she's she's got to work on her ball handling skills, being that tall. But uh, <laughs> you know, around the basket, she's not. She's oh, uh, yeah. dynamite. Yeah, he doesn't have a seven foot. I four. don't. More like a four <laughs> foot seven center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably just the opposite, honestly. That's about right. <laughs> Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Are you going to go out and find if there's like a seventh or eighth thing that you could do on Guam, or uh, limit it just to the six things you pretty found? Pretty much, so more wedding planning, probably at a coffee shop. You know, yeah, the really rough life. The yeah. huge. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, it's great. How many days you got left? Fifty-seven. 57, but who's counting? That's great. Okay. Apparently he is. <laughs> and Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, that's a good question. Probably some photography. Great. Again, yeah, that's sort of a lot of the weekends are taken up with that. All right. Days. Great. My dad comes into town uh, this evening, so we'll be hanging out with him. Yeah, and be he's good to see him. He's a special speaker at Harvest this Sunday. I'll be saying more about that in the last few minutes of the show. So, guys, thanks a lot for participating today. And listeners, thank you for hanging in there for the first hour and 45 minutes of this show. It is 4.45 p.m. on Friday, September 22nd. This is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We're going to take a short break. More Live Till 5 after this. With a little more live till five. It's 4:48 p.m. on this Friday, September 22nd, episode 232. It's been a fun time today. We're going to talk about our theme, International Day 
leads into our theme, United Nations. You know what the United Nations is? Well, let me share a little bit with you about the United Nations. This is from CNN's report on the United Nations. They've been in the news a lot lately. October 24th, 1945, the official United Nations Charter is ratified by China, France, and the Soviet Union, the United Kingdom, the United States, and a majority of uh, other countries. <clears throat> United, the UN Charter states the purpose of the UN is to maintain international peace and security, develop friendly relations among the nations, to achieve international cooperation in solving international problems and to be a center for harmonizing the actions of nations and the attainment of these common ends. General Assembly, Economic and Social Council, Trusteeship Council, International Court of Justice, and the Secretariat. There are 193 member states in the UN, and I have the whole list here. I'm not going to read through them. The Secretary General is appointed by the General Assembly and recommendation of the Security Council. Serves a five-year five term, which just started for our new Secretary General just this last year. And the General Assembly's main deliberative policymaking and representative organ of the United Nations. Decisions of the General Assembly have no legal binding force. Made up of representatives from each member state. Each member state has only one vote in the General Assembly. Decisions on major issues such as peace and security issues, new member admissions, or budget issues must require a two-thirds majority. And, of course, they have this huge facility in New York, the UN. Now, the Secretary General of the United Nations uh, was from South Korea, the last one. But the new one that was installed January 1st, 2017, his name is Antonio Guterres. The ninth Secretary General of the United Nations took office January 1st, 2017, having witnessed the suffering and most vulnerable people on earth in refugee camps and in war zones, the Secretary General is determined to make human dignity the core of his work and to serve as a peace broker, a bridge builder, and a promoter of reform and innovation. This is from the United Nations website, a little biography on their Secretary General, by the way. As president of the European Council in uh, early 2000, he led the adoption of the Lisbon Agenda for Growth and Jobs, co-chaired the first European Union African Summit. He was a member of the Portuguese Council. Uh, he was in the Portuguese Parliament in the 1970s. He was actually Prime Minister of Portugal as well, etc., etc. He was born in Lisbon, 1949, graduated from the Institute Superior Tecnico with a degree in engineering, fluent Portuguese, English, French, and Spanish. So, that's the Secretary General. Did you know that the United Nations, because there are so many, almost 200 different member states involved, and many of them have their own languages, the United Nations limits itself to six languages. They have a whole article on their website about multilingualism and why they have uh, the different languages, but they have six languages, Arabic, Chinese, English, French, Russian, and Spanish. The correct interpretation and translation of these six languages in both spoken and written form is very important for the work of the organization that takes care of this within the UN because it enables clear and concise communication on issues of global importance. You can imagine that the interpreters at the UN need to be able to translate accurately even the subtleties of what is being said 
in the United Nations. So six different languages there. United Nations has a role in this part of the world. Uh, former United States Territory Pacific Ocean is called the Trust Territory of the Pacific Islands. Former United Nations Strategic Area Trusteeship that was administered by the United States from 1947 to 1986. The territory consists of more than 2,000 islands scattered over 3 million square miles from the Tropic of the Western Pacific north of the equator. Okay. The trust territory covered the region known as Micronesia, which is tiny islands, and comprised three major island groups, the Marianas, the Carolines, and the Marshalls. Guam, the southernmost of the Marianas, was excluded. The islands of Nakuro and Kapanmarangi, which are culturally Polynesian rather than Micronesian, were included. The trust territory seat of government was Saipan and the northern Marianas. So that is historically. Now that changed in 1986, and I won't get into all that, but basically the United Nations uh, considered this whole region, with the exclusion of Guam, as a trusteeship. Do you know you can go to the United Nations website and apply for a job? I, I was surprised. You can actually apply as a peacekeeper. Uh, they don't have their own military, so you have to be in the military, and then your military can submit candidates to help with peacekeeping. But they also have other careers and vacancies, translators, administrative people, field workers uh, with the peacekeeping um, outreaches that they have as well. And there have been some pretty amazing and uh, somewhat crazy speeches at the United Nations, which, you know, I won't necessarily get into right now. But uh, if you look up unforgettable or most memorable uh, speeches at the United Nations, just because there was a pretty uh, important speech given by our president of the United States, Donald Trump, this last week in the United Nations, he said some pretty, um, some pretty, uh, memorable statements, I guess you could say, uh, not to get political at this time, but there are some things that have been said that were even more inflammatory and more rhetorical uh, there at the United Nations. But I wanted to end with this point. Ravi Zacharias actually was able to address the United Nations prayer breakfast, uh, and this was actually an article written on the RZIM website by our friend Ruth Malhatra, who was here uh, in June with Ravi. And Tuesday, September 12th, Ravi Zacharias spoke the keynote address at the United Nations 32nd Annual International Prayer Breakfast, marked the start of the 72nd regular session of the UN General Assembly, which will which convened at the UN headquarters in New York City. For the fourth time, Zacharias addressed the UN uh, in this setting, most recently speaking uh, in 2012. And this is what Ravi said. This is a very intimidating setting which to speak, he remarked following his last appearance. He said, I was nervous in 2012, but I sensed God's presence and was filled with gratitude for those who are praying for me. And if you go to the RZIM website or their uh, social media, you'll see how uh, that turned out. It, they have some, a little report there on that as well, and it's really a very interesting little read. So I'd encourage you to check that out. Now, I want to wrap up the last few minutes of the show just talking about what's happening here at Harvest this weekend. So Harvest Baptist Church every year has a time that we set aside for our special meetings called summit meetings. Now we call them summit meetings because if you think of like a mountain and you get to the pinnacle, the peak of the mountain, that's kind of the high point, right? And so 
the the word picture of of having a time this is like the high point of our year it's the peak of our year where spiritually we're saying okay we want to meet with the Lord at this time. So in the Old Testament, the prophets would sometimes go to the top of the mountains. Moses went to the top of the mountain. And so it's just that word picture, just just to kind of help uh, uh, in one little phrase paint the picture of how important we think this week is. And so our summit meetings this year began on Sunday morning on the 24th of September. 9.30 a.m. is our first service in the church auditorium. And my dad... Evangelist Joe Baldwin, who was here on Guam for a number of years, we have the privilege of having him be the keynote speaker for our summit meetings. He'll speak at 9.30 a.m., and then a totally different message at 10.30 a.m. in our morning worship service, and then at 6 p.m., another message, so three separate messages on Sunday, and I encourage you, if you don't have a church home and and you're looking for a place to get fed spiritually and you want to meet some believers that will help uh, encourage you, please come to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We would love to have you visit us. Come up and introduce yourself to me, uh, Jared Baldwin. I'm one of the pastors at Harvest. I make all the announcements and things like that. I'm pretty easy to spot. But come on down and let us know uh, that you heard about this through the radio. But we would love to have you visit our summit meetings. Tuesday night, we have a men's event, cornhole tournament. If you've never played cornhole, it's a lot of fun kind of like horseshoes without the head injuries. That's all I have to say. And it's a free barbecue, and my dad's going to be sharing his testimony. It's going to be great. That's Tuesday night. Wednesday night, we have a children's program for first through sixth graders. We encourage you to bring your kids. We'd love to have hundreds of kids for that glow stick night. That would be an evangelistic outreach as well. Friday night, we have a teen outreach called Yunky. It's a big activity, kind of a scavenger hunt type activity. And our Spirit Week speaker, Jeff Gerber, We'll be speaking at that, giving the gospel to hundreds of teens. We encourage you to participate in that. You don't have to be a member of Harvest Baptist Church to participate in any of these activities. It is open to the public, and we love for people to visit us for these. So please join us at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend, September 24th, for the beginning of our summit meetings, 930, 1030, and 6. Three meetings. Please be there for all three on Sunday, Tuesday night, men, Bring your friends, bring your sons, your neighbors, your coworkers to our men's night. It's a cornhole tournament, a barbecue. It'll be a great time. Wednesday night, children, first through sixth grade. Friday night, teens, junior high and high school. And you can find all this on our website. You can also find all of it on our social media pages for Harvest Baptist Church, uh, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. Uh, all these different sites have all the different links. And so just go to any one of those and you'll be able to easily find the information you need. And that's about as good of an invitation as I can give you, because we would just love to have as many people show up for these as possible. And that's about it. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 232 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, September 22nd, 4.59 p.m. If you're listening to the live broadcast, tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. to catch us on The Rebound. Download the podcast KHMG.org. Talk to you later.